Okay, so before we begin, I just want to make an advertisement. Advertisement is that when you come to the shul on Sunday, hear Ten Commandments, it's not just a regular time of visiting the shul. It's not just a regular time to go visit a synagogue. It says in the Talmud that when you come to the shul on Shavuot, on the day that God gave us the Torah, it's really coming to Mount Sinai, and God is speaking to you. And even if you don't understand one word, you're in the synagogue, you have no idea what they're saying, but your soul understands. And it's something that you take with you for the whole year, that moment. And that's why it's so important that everyone comes, men, women, and children, even babies. Even a month-old baby should be there because it's something your soul receives for the whole year. And it's not just a, um, a spiritual blessing, it's also a physical blessing. I'll share this story every year, just, it's a mind-blowing story. Uh, Bishal Melharar, he lives in La Brea, he told me this story that uh, he heard firsthand from someone who was there. It was this um, uh, rabbi who ran a school in France, and unfortunately one of his children, as a baby, was very, very sick. So he wasn't connected with the Rebbe, so he asked many other rabbis what to do, and finally someone directed him to talk, call the Rebbe's office. He called the Rebbe's office, and the Rebbe said, since we're coming to the holiday of Shavuot, it's worthwhile that you should make a minyan, you should make a Torah reading in the ICU where the baby is. Wow. Wow. So that should be a refuah that will heal, the, that'll, that'll be a blessing. So the ICU wasn't really happy in those days into a, yeah. more worse than it is. <laughs> in France, it was, it's like a, very backwards at that time, especially. Yeah, anyway, so so they, they don't know that you're supposed to know how, how to do a Torah reading in the ICU. Come on, like listen. To it. <laughs> okay. Anyways, but but the the, the um, Rabbi Shalom said that they started reading the Torah there, and the baby, the doctor gave up that the baby would ever recover, and the re- baby was already starting to move in a healthy way during the Torah reading. Wow! So it's it's a blessing, uh, not just a blessing, but also when God gave us the Torah, it says that God asked Moses, who will guarantee we keep the Torah? And Moses said, well, our forefathers, God said, no deal. Our rabbis, no deal. Our prophets, no deal. <laughs> Finally, Moses says, our children, they will guarantee that we keep the Torah. And God says, those are fine guarantors. Our children, especially, have to be there. That's why, if you know any child who wants a hoverboard, I'm willing, <laughs> we have a raffling of a hoverboard in Chabad and Pico. And uh, we also have a great ice cream, any topping you like. We have two readings. It's Sunday. Come on, it's Sunday. Sunday, there's no reason not to come. Sunday, it's, you know, you're not going to work anyways. God arranged it to be very easy this year. And there's 10 t- kinds of ice cream. Uh, toppings, I mean, ice cream, I don't know how many, but then there's 10 kinds of toppings. And uh, really, it's a special thing. So if you know anybody, spend 10 minutes today. Think about people you know who are not planning to go to the show. And let them know. I'll, I'll post on our chat over here. The, uh, the flyers, let's tell Jews they should be there, it's a blessing for the whole year, for their whole lives. So be there, the Ten Commandments, it's something that, that, uh, that gives us a connection. Whether we understand it or not, it goes into our soul and it's there for the whole year. Okay, that was my advertisement. So, this guy is driving from New York to Detroit and he, uh, he's having a really hard time because he didn't take any food with him, he was in a rush to leave. And he's halfway to Detroit, and he's starving out of his mind. And he sees, you know, all the signs, you know, restaurants. Uh, and he's thinking, oh, I need to eat something, I need to eat something, I'm so hungry. And he finally stops off at a McDonald's. And it wasn't, you know, you know kosher McDonald's, I don't have any yet in the United States. So he stops at a McDonald's, and he orders a cheeseburger. 
As soon as he orders it, hi, can I order a cheeseburger? As soon as he orders a cheeseburger, all of a sudden, the clouds darken, and there's thunder, <laughs> and there's lightning. He's like, hey, hey, I know you're not allowed to eat cheeseburgers, but who said you can't order a cheeseburger? <laughs> so, the question I want to discuss today is, it's very relevant. It's very relevant. Any thinking person that has asked this question different ways, different times of their life, it's, it's, a, it's a very relevant question. The question is, we just celebrated the holiday of Passover. Passover is a time of our freedom. We're free from all servitude. We're free from the Pharaoh. free being slaves to human beings. And then we go from Passover to the holiday of Shavuot, where we receive the Torah. And Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said this. This is what I want to focus on today. Yeshua ben Levi says, There is no one who is as free as someone who is occupied with Torah. How could that be? How could that, you could say that? It sounds like a joke. The, the Torah has something to say to you every single moment of your life. The moment you're born, to the moment that God forbid you pass away, and before and after, the Torah has something to tell you at every moment of your life. And, you have, and there's a rule. Not just, and really it's, it's not just like you have to serve Hashem, you have to serve God. It's more like being a servant of God is different than being a servant of a human being. A human being, when you're serving a human being, so, okay, you're working for Him with your hands, with your feet, but you could think whatever you want, you could feel whatever you want. God doesn't ask for that. God says your whole being, your thoughts, your feelings, all have to be exactly in line with what I'm asking you to do. And the Torah is holistic. It's not like an other religions, the Havdil, where they, they focus on one thing you should do, or one day a week, or one place. Judaism is holistic. It covers every single experience. There's no such thing as, let's think of like any celebration. Any celebration that the Jews have is a religious celebration. You know, a baby is born, it's a brit milah, it's a, it's a wedding. is Every celebration we have, it's a religious celebration. And the, the, the Torah has something to say to us every moment. Think about people in Ukraine. They're fighting. What are they fighting for? They're fighting. They're all fighting. Why are they fighting? Not just the soldiers are fighting. The people, regular people, what they, they want to be free. They want freedom. Freedom is a real need that people have. And it's something which, in a way, is, is, is far beyond other needs. And yet, Rabbi Shulman Levi tells us, you know what freedom means? Freedom means to be involved in Torah. He proves it. Says in the Torah, the words of God were, were engraved on the tablets. So the word engraved in Hebrew actually comes to the word free. So this is a kind of tablet, this kind of book, which frees you. But how can you say it frees you? It tells you what you're allowed to eat, what you're not allowed to eat. It tells you when you're allowed to work, and not allowed to work. How can we say this is freedom? What does that, what does that mean? So, to understand this, let's... Let's analyze even deeper the question. When God introduces himself to us at Mount Sinai, he, he, he gives us his, uh, his business card. He says, hi, I am Lord your God. Which God am I? What does he do? What, what, what did I do? I'm Lord your God who did what? Who took you out of Egypt. Why does he mention he took us out of Egypt? There's a much greater miracle of God that he created the whole world. He created the heaven and earth. So why does he mention he took us out of Egypt? Think about uh, you're telling your child, you know, you should respect me. You know why you should respect me? Because remember back in sixth grade when this kid start, was picking on you? So I told the teacher and I told the kids and I made sure that no one bothered you. So God does much more than just take us out of Egypt. He does everything. Everything, even a leaf blowing in the wind is by God's hand. So how come God introduces himself as the one who took us out of Egypt? So there's an unbelievable meaning of the minds that happened. It's, it's like crazy. Yehuda Alevi, one of the greatest greatest philosophers of Jewish people, and then Evan Ezra, also one of the greatest philosophers of Jewish people, they once met together. Abu Dhabi Halevi asked Evan Ezra, 
Why did God say that? Why didn't God say, I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt? And Abnezer answered him that the reason God did this was because, the reason why he said those words, I took you out of Egypt, because he wanted to make it relevant. We had just left Egypt. We knew, we just saw the miracles with our eyes. We saw when it, when it happened. And it was that, those seeing those miracles that had happened to us personally that made God relevant to us. We saw Moses told us when we were in Egypt, you're going to leave Egypt and going to serve God in the mountain. And that will be the ultimate freedom when you won't be slaves of slaves, be slaves of God. And we saw the miracles every single day, the manna bread from heaven and the, the, the water from the rock of Miriam. And we saw the clouds protecting us. So all these miracles that we saw since the day we left Egypt, they really inspired us because we saw God's love for us. It says in the Torah that just like when you look in the water, it's a reflection of your face, so too the feelings you have in your heart for another person are reflected in their heart. So seeing God's love for us every single day can get taken out of Egypt, that's what made us really want to be there and, and, and accept what God was telling us. That's what the Ebenezer said. But Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi says, you know why God said, I'm Lord, you God took you out of Egypt? Because God said, I took you out of slavery to be my slaves. <laughs> You're being, to be my servants. That's the reason you were taken out of Egypt. I took you out of Egypt, and now you are my servants. One second. How could Bishul Levi says, we're free. We are learning Torah. We're free. If he said that we're fortunate, no argument. It's fortunate. But he doesn't use the word fortunate. He says, there's no one who is free except for someone who is connected to Torah. What does that mean? Let's look at Bishul Levi's life himself for a second. Bishul Levi was someone who was living a, a miraculous, otherworldly life. He was to speak to Eliyahu Anabi, speak to Elijah the prophet. He once asked Elijah the prophet, when is Mashiach coming? We know the, all the story. Elijah the prophet told him, go ask Mashiach yourself. The Mashiach is by the gates of Rome. Ask Mashiach when he's coming. He goes and he asked Eliyahu Anabi, Elijah, how will I know who Mashiach is? Elijah says, you'll see everyone, everyone's at the gates of Rome, all the beggars are standing over there. They all have ailments and illnesses and they all clean their bandages and change their bandages every so often. Mashiach, when he clean, cleans his bandages, and he, when he changes his bandages, he only changes one bandage at a time. Why only one bandage at a time? Because Mashiach wants to be ready to redeem the Jewish people at any moment. Therefore, he changes one bandage at a time. So he asked Mashiach when he's coming, and Mashiach told him, I'm going to come on the day that you listen to Hashem's voice. And uh, that just, just, just to tell you in an inkling of who Rabbi Shuman Levi was, Rabbi Shuman Levi uh, he once ran out of his house wearing a shmata. He was wearing a little a towel on his head. And someone asked him, why are you wearing a towel? Like, what, what, what's going on? He said, my, my grandson had to go to school. So, so, okay, so, you know, I don't want to go look for a hat. He, my grandson had to go to school, so I just got the towel to cover my head. So, like, dude, I mean, why don't you take another second to find, find a kippah, you know, why a towel? He says, listen, God gave us the Torah. My grandson going to school is like getting the Torah. So of course, this, 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 this is, this is, Rabbi Shuman Levi is the one who taught us you have to run for a mitzvah, even on Shabbat. When the Torah says that you're not supposed to run on Shabbat. Running for a mitzvah, running for a mitzvah you could. Rabbi Shuman Levi is one of the only people that made it to heaven alive. When the angel of death came for him, told the angel of death that he, you don't, you don't have, you don't have to, I'll, I'll walk there. You don't have to take, you don't have to kill me, I'll walk there. <laughs> Anyways, he, he actually jumped into Ganeid and he jumped into heaven alive. He was one of the few people that made it to heaven alive. So he was an otherworldly person. So what was he saying? There's two interpretations that I want to share with you and then tell you the, the deeper Hasidic interpretation. First interpretation is like this. This is, an, this is from the Beit Shmuel. Uh, Shemesh Shmuel. Shemesh Shmuel says like this. 
is you want to know what it means that there's no one who's free except for someone who wants Torah? Look around the room. Look at, look at look what's going on in the world. Look at Israel. Look at this tiny population who are in this island in the middle of millions and hundreds of millions of people that hate them, and yet they're there and they're alive and they're flourishing. It's, 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 we, 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 we're not there yet. Mashiach hasn't come. But the fact that there are Jews there and they're alive is a total miracle of God. Look at all of us here. The Torah says that we're like one sheep among 70 wolves. How are we alive if everyone's trying to kill us in every generation? As we say in the Haggadah, behold, in every generation they stand upon us, try to kill us. How, how does that make sense? So the Shemesh Mol says, because the Jewish people are above nature. We're free from the limitations of nature. We cannot possibly exist. Our existence is the biggest miracle. All of our grandparents and great-grandparents were in situations when, where there were the whether the Crusaders, whether it was the Nazis, whether it was the Egyptians, whether it was the Romans, we all are coming from people that were persecuted. Oh, we're still here. It's a miracle of God. Imagine, you know, a person goes to, uh, flies, uh, rocket to the moon. So he doesn't have the laws of gravity anymore. He's beyond the laws of gravity. What's up? We have another seven minutes. Uh, uh, seven minutes. We have a funeral. They need 10 people to camp. Oh, wow. Can't argue with that. <laughs> so... So, so just like when a person goes to space, so they don't have the, they're not limited by the by the limitations of gravity. So uh, similarly, when we learn Torah, we're brought into a higher atmosphere. We're brought into a different atmosphere. We're brought into a, we're connected to something miraculous, another world, something that 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 that's not under the confines of the rules of the world. And that's why, just this parenthetical thing, it says in the Torah that God says to us in the Holy of Shavuot that. If you set aside time to study Torah, God says, I will forgive you for all, all, all your mistakes. Just by spending a set time to study Torah, one of the best ways to bring blessing upon yourself is to make a set time to study Torah. So that's the first answer. Answer number one is that God tells us we're free by occupying ourselves with Torah. Look at history. Who was around? We have the same Shabbat, the same kosher, the same mitzvot that our great-grandparents had uncha- unchanged. No other religion can boast the same thing, that we have the same Shabbat, the same film, the same kosher. It's, it's still here. Keeping Torah releases you from the laws of nature. That's interpretation number one. Interpretation number two is from the, um, the Ferret Yisrael. Ferret Yisrael says, you know what it means that Torah, Torah frees you? What do you mean Torah frees you? It was this uh, Baal Teshuvah, a guy who started keeping Torah. Uh, he, he wasn't brought up that way. And someone said to him, how do you live with all the constraints and all the limitations that the religion places on you? So what are you talking about? On Shabbat, I'm free from work. I'm free from answering the phone. I'm free from all these things. The truth is, it's a real wonder. Religious people, we take it for granted. We keep Shabbat. But a lot of people, you know, they, they don't understand. It. Like, Shabbat is a day we make the most money. All the things that we, we do, that we, that we take for granted are really a sign of how, not just the Jewish people as a whole, but personally, how we're living a miraculous life. How the kind of decisions we make are, are beyond the limitations of, of a regular human being. The, the, the kind of lives that Jews live, religious Jews especially, that they, with morals and ethics, it's just, they're going against the grain of the, of the biggest um, taskmaster in the world. Who's the biggest taskmaster in the world? The Yitzhahara, the evil inclination within us, the one who tries to imprison us and stop us and, and channel us after our, our egotism, channel us after our lusts. And yet Jews are not living. You know what it means the Torah frees you? It frees you from the enslavement 
of your own kills are Hashem the strain of God within the Yetzirah the evil inclination. That's the meaning of Torah freeing you. The Torah frees you from the, the constraints of uh, of the way people ordinarily <laughs> live, where they their their people are, are seduced by by this. You know, we we, we have in, one instant gratification, and the Torah puts us in a different place where we don't have that 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 servitude to the world with its craziness. The Chavetz Chaim was once asked to testify for a Jew in a court case, and, and, and the, there was a court case, and there was a lawyer, and the lawyer tells the judge, I want you to know who I'm calling to the stand. I want to tell you who the Chavetz Chaim is. Let me tell you the Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim was once studying Torah in his house at night, and this guy comes to Chavetz Chaim, a thief. He comes in the middle of the night, he comes to the chimney, he comes to steal something, and the Chavetz Chaim catches the guy. He's up, he's awake, the guy came in, he's trying to steal from the wrong house. The Chavetz Chaim's up all night. The guy starts leaving the house. The Chavetz Chaim realizes, hey, this poor Jew is... He needs help. <laughs> he calls us, listen, 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 come, come. And he gives him, he gives him money. So the judge says, do you expect him to do that story? The, judge, the, the lawyer says, I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing, Your Honor. They don't say these stories about me and you. This is, this is a different kind of people, different kind of story. That's the second explanation of freedom that we have through the Torah. Not just we're beyond the limitations of nature, but also our own limitations. We're not limited by our own evil inclination. But there's a third interpretation. This is the way Hasidus gives us such a whole a whole different way of looking at things. Creativity is something that everyone needs. It's a human need. God made every person with this with this need to create. The Talmud says this a person would rather rather have one thing that they created themselves than nine measures of the same thing they got from someone else. You'd rather you rather do it yourself, even though it's much less, than get it for free from your father giving it to you, and I don't know about your kids where they go to school, but you have a lot of kids that go to college, and they try to become lawyers, and they give up after two years, and they end up working downtown with their parents in fabric. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but, but they try, they try, they try. Why do they try? The reason they try is because, that's right, <laughs> they're going to become a lawyer, dad, they're going to become a doctor, and you know, support me in the highest, in, in, in college, and they come after two years, and you say, Alei Charabe, they come back, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, so the truth is, that the reason why we want to be creative, is the reason why we want to be creative is because, God made the world this way, inanimate, Rocks and the earth feeds vegetation, feeds feeds all the uh, the grass and the plants and the trees. Trees and plants feed the animals. Animals feed the humans. Humans, Jews especially, are meant to become absorbed and one, the creator of the world. We're meant to become one with God. So just like God is a creator, so to Hashem gave us the ability to be creative and take a difference in the world, to become a partner with God in creation and change the world. How much time do I have, Sas? Four minutes. Okay. So therefore, because we have this need to, to uh, create, we, God made us with that need, so in order to create, in order to be uh, a creator like God, to make a difference in the world, God gave us the mitzvahs. God gave us his Torah. It's not that God is confining us and limiting us, that you can't do this, you can't do that. A mitzvah changes the world. A mitzvah causes an infinite light of Hashem to come to the world. We have a really important mission to do in this world, and all the rules that God gives us, not rules, it's that think about an a Olympic athlete, an Olympic athlete who is, who is learning all kinds of um, techniques and, and working hard from the morning to the night and, and with a diet, a strenuous diet, 
is in order for that person to achieve and to bring out their best selves. So also all the laws the Torah gives us is about us connecting with God. The word mitzvah means commandment, true. But the word mitzvah also means connection. A mitzvah makes us one with Hashem. A mitzvah actualizes our potential. So that's the meaning of what Rabbi Shuma Levi says. Who is free? What does freedom mean? Freedom means being involved in Torah. Why? Because only by it doesn't say that you're free, doesn't say that you're exempt of responsibility. Not exempt of responsibility. That's not what he's talking about. It doesn't use the word chafshi. Chafshi means exempt of responsibility. It says ben chorin. Ben chorin means free. Freedom means the, the expression of who you are and what you are. Your connection, the deepest need that a Jew has, is connection to Hashem, his neshama, his soul to uh, to be there. And that's why the blessing we give each other at the time of year, we give each other a blessing to receive the Torah with joy. And inspiration. Bismcha eight. Remember these words. The blessing we give each other is the kabbal Torah. Bismcha with joy and inspiration. On the holiday of Shavuot, Hashem gives us the ability to connect with the mitzvot, connect with Him in a way that's like a person's converting to Judaism. They just ask, "Do you want to be Jewish? Do you want this?" And they have, if they don't want to. They cannot become Jewish unless they really want it themselves. That's why you always tell them, "No, you can't. Don't, why do you want to be Jewish? It's worse for you psychologically and emotionally and socially and financially. It's hard to be Jewish. Why do we discourage people? Because we want it to come from a deepest part within themselves. Only then can they be Jewish. So too. Oh, I never heard before. I never heard before. Very interesting. So on Shavuot is a day. I never heard. Very interesting. On Shavuot is the day we became Jewish. Every year on Shavuot. It's like we have to make that choice again, and therefore we bless each we should we bless each other that we should open our eyes and see the great fortune we have as Jews that God blesses us in a miraculous way. That's why we're still here. That it personally, individually, God allows us to rise above the limitations of our own animal soul, our own Yitzhahara, and deeper that God gives the ability to connect with Him and become one with Him. L'chaim, l'chaim. To see the Torah, b'sim chaptimit with joy and inward inspiration. Shiach now, l'chaim. Shiach now. Thank you.